Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. This is Deb McBride, and it is Sunday, May 28th in the year 2023, and I am recording this from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it's very gray and cloudy. And you know, so finally, update, weather update, right? I talked to the gardener the other day. So he's not like the gardener that comes and sculpts your hedges, right? He's the guy that that I call to clean up the garden when there's too many leaves and flowers everywhere, right? So he came on Friday and he told me, I said, it's very dry. You know, there's no, no lluvia, no rain. And he said, it's because of El Nino. And El Nino is the dry pattern. So we've got a heavy dose of El Nino right now. Um, But he said La Nina, which is the little sister of El Nino. La Nina is when there's too much rain. Like we get way too much rain and it's a really rainy, rainy season. But here we are and dare I say June starts this week in a few days and it's hardly rained at all. (laughs) And it's thundering right now. So you might hear thunder in the background, but it rained a handful of raindrops and it hasn't done much of anything this season it rained yesterday it rained friday but not the way it normally does it's usually an intense shower and you know i don't have to water the garden when it rains like that and it also rained on i think tuesday but other than that it hasn't rained much at all and it so that's why i was talking to him about it and he's like yeah it's el nino which we've all heard of el nino and i guess it surfaces as different patterns in different hemispheres and different locations so here it's a lack of a rainy season or it is a dry rainy season or a drier than normal rainy season or a less rain than normal rainy season but there you go so Today is indeed the 28th of May, and that means that May is almost over, and June starts on Thursday. June 1st is Thursday. If you can believe it, I cannot. I just I just don't know where the time goes, and like I wake up one day, it's Monday, and it feels like I wake up the next day, and it's Friday, and I know that's not really what happens, but it is really a, a puzzling feeling of how quickly, how quickly time is going, so... June starts this week, folks, so here we are, and today the sun is squaring Saturn, and the sun squares Saturn twice a year. It conjuncts Saturn, it squares Saturn, it opposes Saturn, then it squares Saturn again, it comes back around to conjunct Saturn, and this is one of the hard aspects, and the sun is in Gemini, and Saturn is in Pisces, and these are mutable, mutable signs, and it's good to have some mutability going on, even if the sun and Saturn are squaring each other. Now, a year ago, when the sun squared Saturn, it was the sun in Aquarius, or, well, that was a conjunction, the sun in Taurus squaring the Saturn in Aquarius, and now we don't have that, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of mutability Um, balancing right now what has been a lot a lot of fixed energy so so for example Saturn and the Sun right now are both in mutable signs and today the moon is in Virgo and it's winding down its time in Virgo but this is important because we've got so much fixity in the heavens that's at crosses with each other that it's become something very stubborn and stuck. And so the energies have been very, very stubborn. And so 
let me focus on Sun and Saturn first. When we have this square between them, it's a challenge. And so Gemini wants to talk and blab and gossip and, and you know, network. And Saturn and Pisces doesn't feel like doing that. Saturn and Pisces is like, I don't know if I have the energy for that. And and so they they are at odds with one another and they are in an interesting place because they they don't do this like I said very often it happens twice a year when they square like this and so we ask ourselves you know what's what is this about like what is the what do I want to communicate express and how do I get my thoughts structured, Saturn, so that I can express this in the clearest way possible? These are moments when we may need to have conversations with people that are a little difficult. And even though the sun is in a wide trine to Pluto all these days, um, and that's good, you know, there's a support thing there from Pluto. But, you know, well, with this moon in Virgo, there's a lot of communicative energy. It's all Mercury related, right? And so there's the desire to speak, but also get the point across very clearly and in such a way that no one gets hurt, okay? Because Sun and Gemini square Saturn could be like, you know, I say something and I say it and I want to take it back right away. So this is really a think before you speak thing. And also it helps us clarify our thoughts, our ideas. If you have ideas and you're like sort of all over the map with them, Saturn helps you get really clear and focused on them. So it's a structuring of your ideas, of your thoughts, of your words. And it's good to pay attention to Saturn in this moment because it helps us sort of just not be gossipy, not be um, running at the mouth, not be not being someone who like says something and then thinks about it later and wishes they hadn't said that. So there's, there's components of Saturn that are helping us be cautious because Saturn is a cautious kind of energy. In the meantime, um, it's an interesting dynamic this week. We are having Mercury coming finally out of its shadow. And that's Thursday the 1st. So we're going to talk about Thursday the 1st now because there's a lot going on that day. So Mercury's finally coming out of its shadow after the retrograde. So remember it went retrograde at 15 Taurus, which I said is a hot point. And we've got other 15 degrees of Taurus moments coming up this year. So that was a pretty rough Mercury retrograde, especially when there's eclipses. There's always this big energy when all of that is happening simultaneously. And now Mercury is going to move out of its shadow. So that's the other thing. Right now, we're still in the shadow of the Mercury retrograde. And we have the Sun in Gemini. And today we have the Moon in Virgo. Yesterday we had the Moon in Virgo. Moon in Virgo, they're all ruled by Mercury. So we're all still kind of discombobulated with that Mercury retrograde energy. It's fading. It's leaving and it's been a few weeks since Mercury went direct, thank heavens, but I'm glad that Mercury is over. <laughs> I'm glad that Mercury is uh, out of the way. So Mercury will finally leave its shadow on Thursday, and that's great. So we're, we're moving, we're moving forward, and we're now Mercury will go to a place where it hasn't gone yet in a while. And... 
we're going to talk about that as well. But I'm going to continue talking about Thursday the 1st. On Thursday the 1st, Jupiter makes its exact conjunction to the North Node in Taurus. And this is a very early Taurus thing. It's three degrees. It's not um, conjunct Uranus or anything. We're not there yet. But Jupiter and the North Node indicate what is probably a turning point in life direction, in what fulfills us, in making decisions, and anything that is going to take us to the next level. Okay, so, hmm, in the coming week, we may need to make some decisions. And Jupiter and the North Node are going to stay close together, and the exactitude is on Thursday the 1st. It's not... Um, it's not like it's not happening right now. <laughs> it's happening right now. And it's going to continue to happen for a while in these next days and into the next week and two weeks. And so this is important. This is a very big moment. And I would expect, and it's interesting, like my book, my astrology book doesn't talk about it. <laughs> I've seen other astrologers not talking about it. I'm like, this is a big deal. Jupiter doesn't do this. When a planet comes to the nodes, it's always some sort of change, karma, destiny, turning point, something, something, a south node, a north node. Remember back in 2019 when Saturn sat at the south node for a long time. <laughs> it was like hanging out with that south node for a while. When we had eclipses, Saturn was involved. You know, and Saturn was back and forth over that south node, especially in the summer, or what was summer up north, of 2019. And I remember that very clearly. And it was when I kept talking about old habits dying hard and the fact that we were going to have to clean up our act in the old habit department. And so clean up boundaries, clean up leaky energies, all with Saturn to the south node. Now we've got Jupiter which is the planet of abundance and expansion, to the north node. And Jupiter Jupiter is often a little spark of destiny. It's a, it's a spark of luck. It's synchronicity. And I think this is a very synchronistic aspect. And I'm very sure that if you find yourself in a place this week that you need to make a decision or a, ch a course change, a change of course or, you know, a direction shift, or life offers you an opportunity, which is often Jupiter, for a course shift, then you need to see it as such and you need to see where you're going next. That doesn't mean everybody everywhere always today, tomorrow, like these next days is going to completely change their life and we're going to wake up on Friday morning and all say, hey, wow, life's different today and I feel different. I look in the mirror and I'm different. No. <laughs> There is some subtle energy around us. Now, for some people, it might be very big. Maybe this lands on one of your planets. Um, it can be something that is very profound this week. So notice, pay attention. This is a very deep transit, and it's an important experience. And now, remember that uh, I told you last week or the week before that Jupiter and the North Node came together in early 2016 and Jupiter went retrograde at the North Node and they were in Virgo at the time. And it was very interesting because they stayed together for a number, I think months maybe, because of Jupiter's slowness, slowing down, coming to the North Node, turning around, going retrograde, North Node goes backwards. You know, North Node 
the nodes travel backwards. And when we look at that, you know, back in 2016, there were some major shifts. Well, for me, I came to Costa Rica and it changed my life. So it can be that big, but I don't think so because it's not Jupiter going retrograde at the node. There may be things that relate back to 2016 and whatever you were doing in 2016 and how it felt to be back then. Think about the first part of 2016 and what your life was like and how that worked out for you and how that manifested and what that felt like. Because I did a chart for this nodal conjunction with Jupiter and there are points in this chart that relate directly to that Jupiter North Node back in 2016. In fact, I think the midheaven of this chart gets Jupiter North Node from that chart from 2016 on its midheaven in this this new one for this week. So this is really profound and I want everyone to take notice and pay attention. I'll talk about it more this week as I'm on Instagram, but it's important to really connect with this energy and see where you might make big decisions or maybe small decisions or subtle shifts that change course for you. Be very aware of the decisions you make this week and take time to process them and make sure they are what you want. Because if you're looking at something and you're not certain and you just go, ah, okay, we'll just, well, nah, we're not going to do that. And it could have changed your life. Then you want to go back and really pay attention to this and vice versa. Yeah, we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It opens a whole other set of circumstances. Jupiter is expansion. How are you stretching yourself? How are you expanding? What are you being asked to do? So this is this is very important this week. And not all astrologers have been talking about it, though I, I would imagine it'll pop up on the social medias this coming week because it's more it's more relevant in the coming days. But it's interesting because I got my my newsletter from Astrodeanst, astro.com, and they they didn't mention it at all for June, which I think is interesting. So, okay. <laughs> they don't even, they never really mention the nodes that much. So, okay. But I think it's an important time. Also on Thursday the 1st, Mars makes an inconjunct aspect, which is a needling aspect to Saturn. So maybe that, now they don't work in, an isolation tank. They are working together. That means Mercury out of its shadow, Jupiter on the north node, and Mars in conjunct Saturn. They're all working to shift something. There may be an element of discomfort and needling in this, and that may be the Mars in conjunct Saturn. That is a little bit, it's not a minor aspect, but it's an aspect that needles you. And you may feel like you are being pushed to do something and it's not comfortable. But if it's the right thing, you'll know it's the right thing as opposed to someone pushing you to, into something that you're not ready to do. You're not ready to say yes to. You're not ready to um, obviously embrace and have in your life. And we are challenged that day from that. You know, it's it sounds easier to have Jupiter on the north node and Mercury coming out of the shadow, but then of course there's this one little thing that's going on that's asking us to pay attention. And the moon is going to be in Scorpio that day. So the moon goes into Scorpio on Wednesday 
uh, 7.45 p.m. Eastern Time. And the moon is going to be opposite Jupiter, which means it's going to go to the south node. It'll be at the south node when Jupiter and the north node are making this relationship. And so that's an important thing, too. The moon is involved. So our emotions are involved. Our feelings are involved. Our everyday experience of what satisfies us is involved. Okay? Our tides of emotion. Okay, so pay attention to that. Thursday is probably the most important day this week. Okay? Pay close attention to that. And then, so we get Mercury, as I said, out of its shadow. And a few days later, on Sunday the 4th, the next time we meet, it will be conjunct Uranus at 3.49 p.m. Eastern Time. And it is conjunct Uranus for the first time since last year. So that's some interesting dynamics. Um, let's talk about that for a moment. What is Mercury? Mercury is communication. It's any form of communication. It's networking. It's talking, speaking, thinking, articulating, writing, singing, anything that requires us to communicate. Sign language, many languages, and it's in Taurus, and it's going to come up to Uranus on Sunday. Now, there's so much happening in those days that we, we need to take this one piece at a time. Um, Mercury and Uranus are brainy because Uranus is brilliance, genius, a, a really brain on fire. Like, yeah, I, I know my stuff. But the experience of Mercury and Uranus together is like a brilliant idea, a grand idea, a, and a liberating idea, a revolutionary idea. All of that can happen on Sunday. Maybe for your life, it's a revolutionary idea. Maybe it's a brilliant idea for something you come up with at work. Now, just because it's Sunday doesn't mean you're not going to have this on Monday. <laughs> but the peak of it is Sunday. Like it's, it's going to be up and coming. Once it gets out of that shadow, we're going to start feeling it over the weekend, next weekend, um, coming up to that Uranus. So it asks us to have a breakthrough, to have an idea happen, to have an incredible, powerful thought, to clear away thoughts that no longer serve us, which is a big deal always, to clear out your unconscious patterns. That's a great use of that Mercury and Uranus energy. Clearing up old patterns, old beliefs, releasing narratives, all that stuff that causes us to, you know, get tripped up and say no to things that we should be saying yes to because of fear, because of old patterns, because of obstacles from our field and our unconscious. So this is all, this is all really interesting. We've got some hot days going on there. Once Thursday comes and we're into June, we've got all this Mercury leaving the shadow, Mercury joining Uranus, and this is all very, very interesting. Now, um, I would hope for each and every one of you that you're going to have something brilliant happen, okay? So I expect some turning points this week, okay? We've got Jupiter to the North Node. We've got Mercury and Uranus coming together. Um, and in the meantime, Venus, goddess, will be trining Neptune. And they are in water signs. So Venus is in Cancer. And she will be trining Neptune in Pisces on Friday evening at 6.42 p.m. Eastern Time. So um, it's kind of in time for happy hour, <laughs> 
<laughs> Neptune could be inebriation. So um, I'm asking you to be careful about what you imbibe on Friday evening. And if you start your weekends on Thursdays, well, then just be careful. Just be careful in general. You know, there's a lot between Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the following Monday, the 5th, which I'm going to give you a sneak preview of. Um, so Venus is trining Neptune, and that's all about compassion, empathy, sympathy, connecting with people in a heartfelt manner, in a sensitive deep manner because it's a trine it's a smooth graceful aspect and venus in cancer is lovely and familial and gregarious and friendly and all sorts of really lovely things but she isn't necessarily communicative that's mercury's job with uranus okay so it might be a breakthrough where a loved one tells you that they love you um it could be a breakthrough where our oh here's got the marina I got the manina. She just came upstairs and in the room. See, just as I said, a loved one tells you that they love you. Um, there's my loved one. Anyway, um, Venus and Neptune can be a very lovely exchange of lovely feelings and emotions and sensitivity. And so we are experiencing some interesting dynamics. They're, these are important dynamics. Um, Mercury connecting with an outer planet, Venus connecting with an outer planet. And then no sooner does Venus kind of get finished with, with our friend Neptune, then she's, you know, she's spending her last week in Cancer this week. So this is the last week she will be in the water sign of Cancer. Next week, she joins Mars in Leo. And so Monday... At 9.46 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday the 5th, she enters Leo. So we're getting more fire in the sky. Now this is, <laughs> you guys have heard me talk this week on Instagram, if you've been paying attention, and I said, there's too many things in fixed signs and they are crossing one another. That's the nodes, that's Jupiter, um, Mars, and Pluto. And Mars and Pluto were duking it out earlier last week. And Mars and Pluto were opposite. Mars is in Leo and Pluto's in Aquarius, still in Aquarius till the 11th of June. So we've got another couple weeks of Pluto and Aquarius before it steps back into Capricorn to finish up there or start to finish up there anyway. Um, and the nodes are in part of that cross and Jupiter is in part of that cross. So now things are loosening up and moving. Mars has moved. I feel things getting less tense and loosening up. And last week, Whew, that was intense energy. It was just, it was a very stubborn energy, okay? So now Venus is leaving the nice sign of Cancer where she works very well. And she is in a, what is called a cardinal sign where she initiates. And she moves into Leo, which is another fixed sign. So when we get you know, all of this energy moving forward. Venus is going to come in and start making the, the rounds the way Mars just did. So Mars is moving away and Venus is coming in and she's going to not only step into Leo on Monday the 5th at um, 9.46 a.m. Eastern time, but then by noon, she's opposing Pluto. So she's already rough and ready in that dynamic opposing Pluto. 
Yikes. So that means that within a few days, she's going to then get in that, what I called a kerfuffle, <laughs> with the nodes and Jupiter. So Venus is going to eventually square Jupiter. And Venus is going to, you know, square the nodes. And she's going to be involved in all of that as we move through this week. Now, she's going to take a few days. She's going to oppose Pluto and then she's going to square Jupiter on f next Sunday. So the, the Sunday, not next Sunday, but the Sunday after, the 11th. So she's going to take like almost a whole week to move. Whereas Mars was right in the thick of it, Jupiter and Pluto have separated and will separate enough by next week that she's no longer going to be, she'll connect the kerfuffle, but she's not going to be deep digging into it, okay? But that means that she's going to step into Leo, fiery Leo, goddess on fire, watch out, and then she's going to oppose Pluto. This is the first time since Pluto entered Aquarius that we're getting a Venus-Pluto opposition, okay? So Venus and Pluto are going to oppose, she probably squared Pluto back when she was in Taurus. I can't remember the dates, but it doesn't matter. We are now in the opposition of Venus and Pluto, and that's going to happen on Monday the 5th. And I'm giving you that sneak preview. Venus-Pluto is always an interesting, what my teacher used to call, love with a twist of lemon. So it's not a simple, straightforward, I'm falling in love. It's I'm obsessed. I'm deeply passionate or I'm deep in this and it's wild or I'm deep in this and oh my god I don't know what I'm doing here you know it's Pluto it's the underworld this is the Persephone aspect this is where you know the goddess goes to meet Pluto in the underworld and Venus now let's talk about this this is the other thing that's going to happen Venus is entering Leo on the 5th and she's going to be there till October because she's going to retrograde in July, the end of the month, until September 4th. So get ready, folks. Venus is entering Leo, and bang, right away she runs into Pluto, and then she's going to go backwards when we get into July. So we're, we're entering June this week. We've got all sorts of stuff going on with from Thursday onward. As soon as June happens, we've got all these Jupiter things and Mercury things and Mercury with Uranus and Venus with Neptune and then Venus with Pluto. So all the outer planets next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, are all going to be triggered by Venus and Mercury. Okay, so we want to pay close attention to our relationships, our dialogues, how we communicate, and how we're feeling. There may be a desire to run after something, and it's better to step back and be composed and contained instead of getting wild under that Venus-Pluto, okay? Venus is not going to come back to Pluto. She's not going to, this is it. She, it's not like she's retrograding and she's going to do the Pluto three thing three times. That's not what's happening. She's going to go into Leo, connect with Pluto, and move forward. And, just, and then when she gets to her retrograde, she's not going to have that um, situation anymore. In fact, I don't think she's, well, she'll probably square Uranus a couple times, but okay. We'll get, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, okay? And there we go. So that is a whole lot of energy happening in these next days. 
Now, that puts Venus and Mars together, and they are going to get close. I don't think they're going to be an exact conjunction. They're going to get very close together in these next weeks. But um, they're not going to be like they were last year where they were traveling together for a long, long time into like two signs, almost three signs, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. And this is this is different. They're going to meet up in Leo, not exactly meet up, and they're just going to keep going. You know, they're not going to really stay together too long. But we want to pay attention to that. And there's the thunder. There's the thunder in the background. Yes, that means we do want to pay attention to that Venus and where she's going in Leo over these next weeks and months. Powerful, powerful stuff, folks. Um, Venus and Leo, she just loves that passion, that fire, that creativity. This is asking us to get deeply creative, okay? So stepping back and really understanding our own creative process would be an amazing use of that energy when Venus goes retrograde in Leo. And it's, you know, confronting your fears around expressing yourself and being creative and really sort of confronting the deep parts of you that want to express in a powerful way. So we've got lots to talk about in the weeks and months to come. So, but for now, we are still in May. And what we're looking at is, you know, that sun Saturn today and we move past that thinking of our thoughts being cautious about what we say how we speak to people thinking before we speak and then we've got Thursday with Mercury getting out of the shadow Jupiter conjuncting the north node think about in these next days leading up to Thursday which you know Jupiter and the north node are together already anyway but the exactitude happens Thursday as I said think about what you want to do think about what's going to blossom in your life and think about what's so important for you to take on next as we move as we move through this and one more thing is that we have a full moon next saturday the third so it's at 13 degrees of sagittarius and that's a lovely full moon the sun will be in gemini the moon will be in sag and we are out of eclipses so we no longer need to count our full moons and new moons because we are finished with the eclipses. So this full moon is the first one that has nothing to do with eclipses. The last one, what we had, the new moon, that one kicked out the eclipse period. So now we're starting all over again and we're having this lovely full moon on Saturday the 3rd. And we have it in the mutable signs. So remember again what I said, there's been so much fixity because we've had Mars in Leo. We've had Mercury in Taurus. We've had, uh, you know, Uranus again in Taurus. We have the nodes in fixed signs. This is all fixed energy. This is stubborn energy. This is energy that doesn't want to budge. And so I'm glad, you know, Gemini season started a week ago. And now that's made things a little easier because before that the sun was in Taurus. And it was just all this very heavy duty, I'm not budging so there kind of energy. <laughs> so, um, and with Jupiter, it's Jupiter, it's Uranus, it's Mercury, they're all in Taurus, and then there's Mars, and then there's the nodes. This is just too much, too much fixity. We don't, we don't move forward as easily with fixed signs. We, when there's too much fixed in the sky, we don't, like, initiate, we stay put. We don't, get flexible we say no 
um, or it's a hard no, or it's a hard yes, and there's no, you know what, maybe. Gemini is the world of maybe. So we're getting Sagittarius moon next weekend, and there's more maybes happening for us, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. We like maybe. Because when we get that moon in Scorpio on Thursday, that's more fixed. Okay, and I said it's going to trigger all this. So my instincts tell me there's some big wave of energy coming at the end of the week, but this full moon is going to help us balance that because we want cardinal fixed mutable, okay? Cardinal is Aries, Libra, Capricorn, Cancer. And so, you know, Venus is going to leave cardinal energy and go into fixed energy on Monday the 5th. So when there's a balance of all of it, we can move through things with flexibility, with initiation, with motivation, as opposed to, no, I'm not doing that. Sorry. <laughs> no. And kind of, it's hard. You know what it is? Fixed signs are not risk takers. They can be It's in these, in these windows of time. And you might say, Deb, you're a fixed sign and you moved to Costa Rica. Yes, there was a window of time. I don't leave Costa Rica. <laughs> I stay here. I'm very happy here. I, I'm very happy not seeing airports, okay? <laughs> I'm really happy. Mutable signs love airports. <laughs> they want to get out there and make that trip and have that exciting liftoff. And they want to just go, go, go. And I'm very, you know, fixed. <laughs> so... You know, we like to have the balance of energies in the sky. And there's just been so much fixity that there's a stubborn, there's an underlying stubbornness. There's an underlying unwillingness. And that's part of, you know, what happens when we've got too much fixed energy. So, you know, it's, we're going to be in fixed energy for a little while because, and, you know, once Venus goes in and stays there all those months, you know, there's still going to be other things moving around. You know, everybody's not going to stay. Uranus and Jupiter will stay in the fixed sign. So, you know, we got, we got some, we got some fixed energy to, and patterns to undo. You know, there's that, that, that my feet are in cement kind of pattern. I'm not moving. I'm not going. I'm staying right where I am. And as I said the other day on Instagram, that feeling of being stuck to your chair, you know, that, that, uh, should I, uh, should I, uh, I don't know that I can move and do this, uh. but, um, remember that, remember that when you're asked to make new changes this week with Jupiter and the North Node, remember that when, um, something is unfamiliar and you'd like to take a chance on it, do that if it feels right, um, it's important to remember how much fixed energy is might be weighing us down at this point. The nodes are going to change signs in the summer months up north. Uh, you know, what's called, because there's no summer months here. It's like, it depends on what, it's dry or rainy, you know. So I, that's why I can't say it's summer here. It's not summer. Um, although it feels like summer. <laughs> the nodes are going to change signs. They're going to go into Aries and Libra. And so that's going to be a shift that happens in July. And... Uh, you know, that's going to shake things up a little bit and move things into the cardinal direction, you know, cardinal signs. Um, yeah, that's, that's better. Um, so a good thing. Okay. That's our week. Try not to be too stubborn. 
be flexible, use the Gemini energy, and then that Sag full moon, that great big Sag full moon, ruled by Jupiter, which is in a fixed sign, <laughs> use it to, you know, create some movement and some flexibility in your life, okay? I'm Deb McBride. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. If you'd like a session with me, go to thegoldenastrologer.com and you can go book online and book anything from Reiki to card readings to collecting one of my uh, videos of uh, maybe Saturn, Pisces, Pluto, and Aquarius or um, anything such as my Goddess in a Masculine World video, which is not about astrology but about energetics. There's also my expansion mentorship, which is available if you are interested. And you can write to me for more information about that. Info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com. I answer to both of those. Um, expansion mentorship is three months minimum. You can uh, ask me what it's all about. And then, of course, I'm on Instagram at thegoldenastrologer. And I usually make videos and uh, stories relative to what I have to offer and also how we cope with aspects during the week. So I have my commentary about that. So if you want to hear me more often, you can listen to me on Instagram. I thank you all for listening. Have a blessed Jupiter on the North Node week and remember to stay flexible. Have a beautiful week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>